0: Hey, welcome back, team. Good morning, you inspired, inspiring, and inspirational dustbecks. Have a great day, you running, ranting, and raving dustbecks. Hopefully you enjoy the show, you solid, silly, and saucy dustbecks. Welcome back to Beautiful Dustbecks, episode 18, a show that is designed to make you smile and laugh, think and feel, wonder and wander by providing you with a profound understanding of our universe and your place in it. So today is a big day for me in teacher world. Sorry, I'm talking like a weirdo there. Hey, yo. Yeah. Anyways, chill out here. Hopefully. So, today's a big day for me. This is my day with my astronomy class that I give in my, I don't even know what to call it, my big speech. It's my empty the tank moment as a teacher. It's this time, this little, it's kind of morphed. It's this thing that has just kind of grown up over the last eight years in my brain that has now turned into something that people know about. And I invite the teachers, I invite the staff, I invite anyone who can come see it. Let me use the auditorium, I get to use the big screen and stuff. It's like super duper cool and fun, it makes me feel important. But (laughs) just kidding. But what we got going on here is it's a it's a it's a speech. It's like a little lecture. It's audio visual. It's got pictures. It's got images. It's got YouTube videos, and it's got me doing doing whatever I do up there. Very similar to what you probably the same vibe you get if you're digging this show. So um, what it's all about though is it's about perspectives. It's about anything. It's about all of it. It's about life. It's about you, me, us, this, all of it. And as these kids are about to graduate and go on to college, most of them are seniors. It's my opportunity to try to my darnness to get them motivated to wake up every single day and just feel stoked, just to feel something that's there. And I've told you this a hundred times, but it's truly what gets me going. And this is a reset for me. Every single year, it allows me to reset, allows me to rewatch the videos, rewatch and rethink and reteach this. And it gets me pumped. It gets me motivated. It gets me feeling the way that I want these kids to feel. And I love it. I mean, I, I, I love it so much. I have my, my singular T-shirt that I share. and it says, I Heart Science on it. It's a total nerd move, move. But... This is the day, so I'll let you know how it goes. Hopefully, I'm gonna get some kids that can record it with the AV club and ch- pop it onto YouTube. And sooner or later, it's something that I kind of want to rally around. It, it's everything to me. It's my most important thing that's out there. It's my most creative passion. It's my day. So I hope I can hope I can not let the kids down. But what it's about is it's about perspective. So I was thinking, like, what can I do about perspective? And I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard about this, but there's these things called the Apollo missions, and oh uh, yeah, people walked on the moon in the 1970s, now the late 19. 1960s actually early 1970s we had people humans just like you me and us that flew a 30 story tall rocket with 8 million pounds of high explosives on it supersonic by the time it reached the top of the tower to that little orb that floats around our planet that we talked about in the last episode something that gives us an insight into the history of our earth our place in it and you know balances out our orbit all those little you know basic things not orbit sorry rotation but those were called the Apollo missions, and that was the Saturn V rocket, still to this day the most powerful thing ever created. They're going to hopefully create one that's even bigger now, and we should all go to Florida or Texas to watch this thing launch, because I've heard just like the Earth shakes, and it's epic, and i kind of sad I never got to see the space shuttle launch. And just so everybody knows, there's always a misconception. NASA still has NASA. NASA is NASA. It's more of a technology engine now. They're still designing and implementing probes, satellites, and rovers, and so on, but they don't have a a manned spaceflight program, so we decided to cut funding, and instead, we spend $53 million in astronaut to send them to the International Space Station. Hmm, I don't understand, but, you know, Elon Musk, the greatest dude, one of the greatest guys alive right now, in my opinion, I find that dude just to be fascinating, top five, probably top three dudes that would ever love to get on this show one day, if I ever get big enough, probably won't happen, but that's dream today, yay, but, He has now gotten a contract to take his Dragon capsule and put people in it, put American astronauts in it to get them to the International Space Station. So we are going to have you know, uh, privatized space flight sooner or later. But what this can do, uh, what this talks about is that there's this incredible phenomena that they actually have turned into something now that it's been so profound that they call it something. So I want to talk today about the overview effect, which used to be called the astronaut effect. This was coined by Frank White, who is a Rhodes Scholar. He graduated from Oxford. He's part of the graduating class at Harvard. So he's a very smart man. He has an entire foundation, wrote a book on this. It's called the his book is called The Overview Effect: Space Exploration and Human Evolution. And what this is about is it's about this craziness that happens in the minds of these astronauts. When these astronauts go up onto low earth orbit or some of them even specifically go to the moon, they get this incredible profound euphoric almost like you know ecst- ecstasy kind of feeling that allows them to feel epically connected to this globe that we're standing on and it gives them this overview this crazy feeling that is an infinite connectivity to all things life and a lot of them actually also spin into almost somewhat of a sadness by understanding how fragile the thing is now by understanding what's up and this is what science does this is entirely what science does and what I try to do in my classroom every single day and especially with today I'm trying to change perspectives and perspective is just what life is life can be anything you want it to be it, you just change the perspective you look at it from a different light and it's hard you know I, I my, my poor family always deals with me I've always wanted to move out west to Colorado and I get a little bummed here and there you know and the more you listen to people and no matter who you look up to I really condone I, I love Tim Ferriss's show and he was talking the other day about how he gets depressed too and he's somebody you think like man this dude's got 70 million downloads he's like the Oprah right now of podcasting on a, a feat that I couldn't even imagine and he gets depressed right so we all get depressed so just just perspective in itself but this is what gets me out of the funk the science gets me pumped and gets me out of whatever whatever i'm in so a long time ago in 1948 sir fred hoyle quoted saying that once a photograph of earth is taken from the outside i'm sorry once a photograph of earth taken from the outside is available a new idea as powerful of any in the history will be let loose and sorry, I have a ton of quotes in front of me here if I misread these. I'm just going to start over because that's just how I roll, y'all. So that was Sir Fred Hoyle. Turns out that this photo was taken on December 24th, 1968, Apollo 8, which was the first mission to go to the moon, to hit escape velocity, kick out of low Earth orbit, and go on a free return trajectory to the moon. And... Epic, right? Absolutely insane. There are very few people, only in the teens of people who have ever gazed eyes upon that planet, looking back on the moon, on the the dark side of the moon itself. And these were one of them. And Apollo 8 was the first. But what made Apollo 8 so special was this photo deemed Earthrise, and I'll put it in the show notes. And it's something you should see. You know, it's the first slide in my big speech. It was actually also the first slide in Al Gore's *An Inconvenient Truth*. I got to see a live presentation of it, and I was pretty pumped because he's one of my heroes. And that was the first slide. And the second, second one was about Earth. Was about a pale blue dot, which is another focal point of my speech today. So I was like, oh my god, like me and Al, like the same dude, like bros. Let's hang, All right? I mean, it's so cool to hang out with Al Gore sorry people I'm a liberal and I love Al Gore because I'm a huge believer in global climate change and I want us to save this wonderful place spoiler alert so this took place, and I was reading about it, and I didn't even know the coolest thing about this, and what was such a changing perspective was not just the photo itself; it was the fact that they were broadcasting it on live television, which was not very HD. So, out the window, they have this camera, and the entire world gets to see this tiny little blue-green swirly dot. This little it looks like a marble rise up over the the horizon of the moon, in perspective to the you know to the ship that was cruising around this thing. And then it, I love the I I show them a doc documentary called When We Left Earth and it shows this this one guy he's just like I just so happened to have a long photo in a colored lens and he just snaps it you know but it was crazy because he's just like chewing gum and this photo changed humanity this photo changed what everything is it 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 did it's called Earthrise the EPA was instituted after this photo came to light and this is the photo you know this is the photo that exists in what we do and it's arguably one of the greatest things that we have done you know that we have accomplished in in this whole epic journey that is the cosmos that is this study thing you know is this is this space exploration that it is and That's what's up. You know, that's what's going on. It's, we're, we're, we're doing what we do. And Frank Borman, who was on Apollo 8, has a lot of great quotes. I I have, a lot of these guys have a lot of great quotes. You want to really be inspired and study some fascinating humans. Study the astronauts. Study any astronaut who has gone to space. They have perspective. They have awesome things in their perspectives that allows them to, you know, change your perspective. So he says, it's tiny out there. When he saw this photo, it's tiny out there. It's inconsequential. It's ironic that we had come to study the moon and it was really discovering earth. So after this quote, this quote really drives it home for you. It just shows that they didn't know this you know they they didn't really know what they do it was the cold war they were doing what they did you know they they just did it they were they were they were setting new they were setting new standards new boundaries they were going forth into the unknown they were explorers and they all sit there and if you watch the footage of this if you watch the footage that's on their archives when these guys show this 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 image everyone's awestruck like the entire mission control is just staring at this monitor and it's awesome, you know, and that's the amazing thing about this. And this whole concept of the overview starts with this. This overview effect, I actually started to learn about when I, when I was reading Chris Hatfield's book, uh, an, uh, A Human's Guide to Living on... A Human's Guide... And I'm sorry, An Astronaut's Guide to Living on Earth. And he talked about the cupola. The cupola is on the International Space Station. If you've ever seen really cool videos or photos, a lot of his, you know, uh, ground control to Major Tom... Uh, I'm sorry, what's that, the name of that song? Anyways, you know... Um, when he sings this song it's called the cupola and it 's like the viewing thing it looks like, it looks like a submarine hatch where there's just like there's little round windows all over it it's insane. I would give anything to be up there and see it and he talks about this concept where the people would come in there and when they have downtime they do a lot of stuff that they actually call earth gazing they, a lot of astronauts and they they spend a ton of their time earth gazing outside the window and he Chris Hatfield said that when they're in the cupola people start to just kind of chill out they start to just you know come on. in there and then they in for with no reason other than they don't even know they they start to whisper like uh, subconsciously will start to whisper to one another because they feel like some they're in this special privileged place and if you've ever seen the footage from the international space station everything looks insane the lights from the cities the auroras the clouds the atmosphere looks so insane and many of these guys after looking at this they have these profound understandings of everything you know and it's awesome so from the institute itself the overview effect is deemed as something that refers to the experience of seeing firsthand the reality of earth in space which is immediately understood to be a tiny fragile ball of life hanging in the void shielded and nourished by a paper thin atmosphere from space the astronauts tell us national boundaries vanish the conflicts that divide us become less important and the need to create planetary society with you un- that we uh, that the united will protect this this pale blue dot becomes both obvious and imperative even more so. Many of them tell us that from the overview perspective all of this seems immediately achievable if one more if more people could have the experience. So the overview effect is attempting to do this and they've made a pretty cool video. There's a, even a 20-minute trailer on Vimeo that gives you a really good understanding of this. And one of the key guys in this, one of the these scientists that really went down with this was Edward Mitchell. He was the sixth man on the moon. He was a part of multiple Apollo and even Gemini missions. And when he was up there, he started to feel this, you know, and he has this great talks and he talks about that he'd studied astronomy and you know, he was up in space and he knew he knew that he was this thing made of stardust. He knew that the planet was made of stardust. He knew that the atoms in his body were connected to the cosmos and he could not come to realization of the feeling. He couldn't come home and figure it out. He couldn't find literature to help explain it through science or religion. He actually found it in like deep philosophy. And what these feelings come down to and they're seeing now is that it's very relevant to somebody in deep meditation and a, a profound idea of meditation is that you feel interconnected to the universe and the cosmos and i'm a yoga instructor and that that's what oming and you know all this stuff is about trying to connect you to the earth and the thing that you do it yoga doesn't totally do it for me all the time you know that i'm not that great at the mind meditation side of yoga science is my meditation and what i do with this every week this is my this is one of my moments this is a meditative state for me so he has some wonderful quotes out there, and he says, right when he saw it, as he's standing on the moon, he said there was a, there was a starting recognition that the nature of the universe was not as, as I had been taught. I only saw the connectedness. I not only saw the connectedness. I felt it. I was overwhelmed with the sensation of physically and mentally expanding, extending out into the cosmos. I realized that I was a biological response. That this was a biological response of my brain attempting to reorganize and give meaning to the information about the wonderful and. Awesome awesome process that I was privileged to view. You know, Edgar Gibson says, when you're up there, he was a part of Skylab, you see how diminutive your life and concerns are compared to the other things in the universe. The result is that you enjoy the life that is before you. It allows you to have inner peace. That's just awesome. These quotes are just so amazing. Alan Shepard was explaining in one of his quotes in these things I was reading that he didn't really think much about it. He didn't think what was the craziness that was going to go on when he went to the moon. And he said, though, when he first stood on there, when he stood on the moon and looked looked back, he said, but yet, when I first look back at Earth, standing on the moon, I cried. And if you don't know about the astronauts, these dudes are not babies. They're not sissies. I'm not saying crying makes you a sissy. I cry at movies all the time. That's right, people. And Forrest Gump, man, tears me up when they put the little note down with the crayon, the mom and crayon. Oh, God, gives me every time. I love Tom Hanks. That's probably my one of my all-time favorite movies. But anyways, I'm digressing here. So Alan Shepard cries, these, these educated daredevils, these dudes who are willing to ride a rocket that is exploding in front of them, tons of them exploded. Like it's like a 30 kiloton bomb goes off. If this Saturn V ignites on the, on the runway on the pad, they're not going to make it, you know, and then we've lost astronauts in the past and these people do this and they go up there and they risk their lives for exploration. They go up there and risk their lives to be a part of this, to feel what they feel. And these guys have so many great things, so many wonderful things. You know, and I just love it all. All these quotes, I I can just start reading them, I guess. It's tiny out there, it's inconsequential. It's ironic that we had come to study the moon and it was really discovering the Earth. Frank Borman said this. Neil Armstrong, when he was up there on the moon, there, there's both him and uh, Jim Lovell have been quoted about putting your thumb up over the planet. So he said Neil was on the moon, and he said, "...it suddenly struck me that the tiny pea, pretty and blue, was the Earth. I put up my thumb and shut one eye, and my thumb blotted out the planet Earth. I didn't feel like a giant. I felt very, very small." He uh, uh, Edgar Mitchell again was up there, and he he saw Earthrise, and Earthrise is a is a phenomenon as, as the moon is rotating and orbiting around you. Especially, it's really as the ship goes around, as the as the capsule is cruising around the planet, it it lights up the Earth like like the moon. And there's an amazing one from the Jaxa, um, Q Q Qga? It, it was their rover that they put up there with it shows this amazing f- like full moon of Earthrise. You can check that out on YouTube. It's pretty awesome, and it says suddenly from behind the moon in slow motion no, moments of immense majesty there emerges a sparkling blue and white jewel a light delicate sky blue sphere laced with swirling veins of white rising gradually like a small pearl in a thick black mystery it takes more than a moment to fully realize this earth dot 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 home amazing what a wonderful quote Uh, He also, like he said, we went to the moon as technicians, we returned as humanitarians. Gene Cernan is one of my favorites. He's got just amazingly cool understandings of this he said I felt the world was just there was too much purpose too much logic it was too beautiful to happen by accident there has to be somebody bigger than you a bigger than you a bigger than me and I don't mean this in a spiritual sense not in a religious sense he, he says I'm sorry he says I mean this in a spiritual sense not in a religious sense and that's a wonderful one Gene Cernan a lot of these dudes were you know I'm not a very religious person a lot of these guys were, were they in their beginning days they were very religious you know Apollo 8 read from the book of Genesis and it was beautiful. They, they got a lot of hate mail from it from the atheist populations of the world for separation of church and state. But I mean, who cares? It's beautiful writing. And these guys all do this. They're all searching for this stuff. And I could have quoted these guys all day. They have infinite amounts of quotes. And then the last quote I can talk about here, Chris Hatfield talks about it. And he's, got, he's just an awesome guy. He has wonderful perspectives on everything. He says, it feels like someone's revealing a secret to you. Like you're getting to see something magic for the first time. It feels like an honor, like a huge privilege. And to me, that's science, guys. Science is the secret. Science is the honor. And I'm hopefully you're seeing and unvi- unveiling some secrets in your mind. We can change our perspective. We can dive deep into this stuff, and we can study these things. We can watch videos. We can research quotes. We have the cosmos at our fingertips to the best of our ability. The tiniest fraction of a percent of human beings on the planet, even if they dedicate their life to them, will ever have the opportunity to go up in space as of now. I don't think that'll be forever. I don't think that'll last forever. I think soon we're going to be able to take you, me, us, artists, poets, readers, writers, authors up into space and just see what the possibilities are going to be. Like Jason Silva talks about in one of his shots of all videos, what will happen when the musicians and the artists and the poets of the world get to gaze down on the earth the same way these guys? These guys are astronauts, amazing, you know, pilots and and, and engineers and such. What happens when the creative people, I'm not saying they're not creative, but what happens to like the immensely creative artists and people of the planet, get to do this, get to experience this overview effect? Man, that's exciting. That's amazing what to see, and I truly hope and all hope that I get to do it. I would go up into space in a nanosecond of a heartbeat. But we can somewhat experience it though. We can attempt to do what we do and we can try our best to get out there and understand this and get our own little mini overview using this tiny little computer. Using your earphones that are out there. This is a slight overview for you right now. You can go back and look up these quotes or go explore the quotes for yourself by just looking at these astronauts and you can get an awesome understanding of stuff. You can start to peel back the layers of reality and you can start to use these guys' immense awesomeness to feel this, you know, to feel what we have, to feel what's up. And not only that, study the Apollo mission. Study going to the moon. Like uh, like um, Jim Lovell said, he said, from now on, we live in a world where humans, where man has walked on the moon it's not admirable. We just decided to go. So go today and decide to do something. Decide to have a perspective change. Decide to open your mind up to something that is intelligent and awesome. And when you're having a bad day, remember that you get to be a walking, talking, thinking, feeling thing of 37 trillion working parts called cells. The probability of you is 1 times 10 to the 2,685,000th. I tried to put that into my speech today. I tried to add to my PowerPoint as many zeros I could do. And if I did zero font, I got upwards of 22,000 000 zeros on a single slide. Anyways, it froze it and it busted my entire speech. And I'm kind of bummed about it. I'm going to lose some slides here. But just that's 21 t- one times 10 to the 22,000, not one times 10 to the two million six hundred eighty-five. Thousandth. I mean, oh my God. So, anyways, you are awesome. You are epic. Be creative. Be wonderful. Be lively. Be fresh. Be fast. Be everything that you want to be. But along the ride, when you get down and you get you get bummed out, open up this PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Open up this this podcast. Open up a video, an image. Search the web. Use your tools at your disposals, not just to watch cat videos. Use your tools at at the internet and at this grandest time of human knowledge and creativity to peel back these ideas and. make you understand that you are a cosmic ball of awesomeness that on scales of immense size even just going to low earth orbit you're trumped in size and scale but in terms of wonder awe and immensity you are everything you are the cosmos and the cosmos is you and it's waiting to be discovered it's waiting for you to have your little mini moments your little mini walk on the moon overview effect moments that will forever change your life and allow you to think and feel how amazingly epic you are because you are epic And I love you guys. So I hope you have a wonderful week. If you're digging this, please reach out to me on any of my social media platforms. You can go find this website and download it directly off the web, and leave some comments at beautifuldustspecs.com. You can find me at the underscore science bro on Twitter, uh, beautifuldustspecs on Instagram and Facebook. Please let me know, even on SoundCloud, drop drop me a line, even a little emoticon. Um, just just help me, guys. I want I, I need some feedback. You know, I need to know what's going on. I want to know what's resonating. I don't have a ton of downloads yet, but there's a, there's hundreds of people that download this every every episode. Reach out to me. Let me know who you are. Let me know what's going on. If you could rate and review it on iTunes, that epic i would love that it always helps us out but i'm hopefully enjoying this crazy little journey here hope you're enjoying the ride hopefully you know that you are a beautiful dust speck and you're amazing so go forth my homies